Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. podcast as always tyler hunt here covering everything wisconsin athletics it's been a little while since we spoke i do apologize i've been on the road for my nine to five so finding some time to record a podcast has been a little difficult but i've got some time here to get you guys caught up on some news and developments for both wisconsin football and wisconsin basketball so let's go ahead and get right into it start with the basketball side and of course the big news on that front since we last spoke is the departure of johnny davis to the nba I know, like we said on the last episode, that he was uh, announcing shortly after that came out. No, uh, we, we all expected the same result, so not a huge surprise. We're really excited to see what Johnny Davis can do at the next level. You look at the mock projections for him in terms of a draft status, really kind of varies where he might land. I mean, I've seen as high as uh, the, the top five, top six, and I've seen as low as, you know, top 10, top 12. But either way, a very high pick, and I think in terms of what it brings to Wisconsin basketball, for him to go and, and be possibly a lottery pick is huge for the development of this program in terms of recruitment. I mean, you look at Johnny Davis last year, went from a guy that showed a lot of promise, but to expect him to take that jump to where he is now to be most likely a top 10, 15 pick in the NBA at least is, is a huge development for Greg Gard and his program because players look to that. They look to the success that you've had in NBA uh, and in terms of in terms of high school basketball recruitment, that's a big deal to a lot of guys. I mean, and you look at Wisconsin, in terms of pro development, the last couple guys has been, you know, the, the Sam Deckers, the Frank Kaminsky's of the world, and, and neither of those two, you know, Decker no longer in the NBA, Frank Kaminsky, um, uh, a key role player for a lot of teams over the years, but not a ton of sustained, consistent success for those guys in the NBA. So I think this will be a huge development for Wisconsin basketball. Hopefully Johnny Davis goes on to a long and prosperous career at the next level, but um, really thankful for what he brought to Wisconsin. I know the season did not end the way he or the rest of the team or the fans wanted, but uh, I certainly think Davis was a, a lot of fun to watch over the course of his entire career last year as well. Showed a ton of promise and I think is going to be a really nice player at the next level. And we really will be, I think, thankful for the memories that you got from Johnny Davis because he was a really exciting player and leaves Wisconsin basketball in a better place than where it was when he first came in. I mean, you look at Wisconsin was kind of in a weird period before Johnny Davis. He came in and seemed to really give some extra life to this program. You thought maybe these were going to be the dark days of Wisconsin basketball. Everyone picked him. You know, we've talked about it so many times. He's He's been picked to be, you know, Wisconsin was picked to finish 8th, ninth, 10th in, in the Big Ten. Really revitalized that. A, break, a share of a Big Ten title makes you look at Wisconsin basketball in a much different light, I think, coming into this next year where 
I don't think you look at it and are in, in, in a ton of worry about what this team will be next year. There's going to be certainly some growing pains to go as well. Anytime you lose you know, a guy that was a top three in, in the Naismith Award, it's certainly a, a tough blow to replace. But I think Wisconsin basketball developed and grew as a team and as a program over this last year. And a large part of that is due to Johnny Davis. So we wish him the best of luck at the next level. Before he gets out of Wisconsin basketball and into the NBA, though, he did pick up two more awards for his phenomenal season this past year, including the Lute Olson Award, which goes to the nation's top player in college basketball. He was awarded that down in New Orleans as the 2022 Lute Olson Player of the Year. Additionally, Davis was given the Jerry West Award, which goes to the top shooting guard in the 2022 season. So Davis racking up two really prestigious awards. Unfortunately, did not finish as the winner for the Naismith Award. We didn't really expect him to finish that. Still an incredible accomplishment to be a nomination, but Oscar Shibway was certainly going to be a tough player to knock off at Kentucky. But either way, two out of three big awards for Johnny Davis down in New Orleans is always nice to see. And that caps off a phenomenal season and a phenomenal career for Wisconsin as he gets ready for the NBA draft. In terms of Wisconsin basketball recruiting, there's, of course, been some departures to this team over the past couple of weeks. You've had Johnny Davis going to the NBA. You had some transfers out at the forward position. So you expected Wisconsin to maybe be active in the recruiting front. Right now, only 2022 has one player in that class coming in in Connor Sejian, but the Badgers went out and added a preferred walk-on from in-state to try and give them a little bit of depth and give them some numbers to equal out this 2022 and the entire roster. So went out and picked up Luke Hurdle, from Lake County Lutheran in Heartland, Wisconsin. Uh, the Badgers offered him a per walk-on spot when he came to visit. Those of you that follow Wisconsin high school basketball pretty closely, he was certainly a player that was part of a, a excellent run for Lake County Lutheran, uh, helped lead his team to the D3 state title game, which they lost to Racine St. Cats. Um, so there certainly was a, a great amount of success for him over the course of the season. And during his sophomore year, going back a couple way, a little bit, Averaged 20 points per game and 10 rebounds per game and was part of the All-State team for Division Three. So certainly a phenomenal athlete, uh, certainly a, a guy that plays a lot of uh, sports as well as a former quarterback at his high school and you know Wisconsin basketball. Certainly loves to recruit those uh, those former basketball players, Demetri Trice, Brad Davison, Jonathan Davis, that played the quarterback position but will now be joining the Wisconsin basketball team. So a nice little pickup for Wisconsin. If you're looking for his highlights, he's got some highlights on YouTube of his junior season. And certainly a player that I think could bring something to the Badgers and, and really gives them some some numbers. Of course, you looked at the departures this past you know, this past couple weeks. You had multiple guys leaving, and, and you really needed to – fill that in with somebody rather quickly. And of course, the transfer portal, Wisconsin will certainly be active in that market. But you also have to look at some guys in state. If you can pick up some preferred walk-ons and, and walk-on spots, that's a great position as well. And this seems like in terms of the scale of walk-on players, uh, that Luke Hurdle is, is really a guy that is up there in terms of the quality that you're getting in a player. So it'll be interesting to see how his career works out at Wisconsin, but certainly a nice pickup here for that 2022 group. Badger fans, that wraps up everything on the basketball front. We've got some football news to touch on, but before we do that, I've got to talk to you guys about Home Field Apparel. And listening to this podcast, you know Home Field is a great sponsor for us, and they've got some nice and new stuff coming up for you. Of course, college basketball just wrapped up. They finished up their big new Saturday season three, and they also dropped some new merch for the Kansas Jayhawks after their national championship season. So some new stuff over there, and then coming up this spring, they've got their spring refresh coming out. So from April 11th to May 13th, they'll be adding anywhere from one to three new shirts to 21 different schools 
on our website. This Sunday we'll announce week one and they'll have three different schools in the first week. Hopefully that's some Wisconsin football or Wisconsin basketball gear. They already dropped the Wisconsin collection uh, some months ago, but some nice new shirts will certainly grab uh, the attention of my wallet and certainly be a, a look thing that I'll be looking to purchase and hopefully you guys will as well. So make sure to keep an eye on out for that. Keep your fingers crossed that it's Wisconsin gear and we can add our, to our collection. And always make sure to go over to homefieldapparel.com and check out the various schools and offerings they have on the website. All right, we've got some football talk. We've got some updates from spring practice to get to. Then we'll talk about some new preferred walk-ons for the football group. And then we'll get into some, any other news that we need to wrap things up. But we'll start with spring practice. Some new notes. Unfortunately, for Wisconsin safety, Travion Blaylock injured his right leg on Tuesday. It sounds like he'll be out for the rest of the spring. And, and that's certainly a big blow when you look at this safety group. Already a little thin. You, of course, had Scott Nelson departing. You had Colin Wilder departing. So Travion Blaylock looked like a guy that was going to be taking some first-team reps and hopefully taking a step to being on the field consistently, uh, along with John Torchio. And now one would imagine a guy like Hunter Waller is going to be stepping in as one of the starters. Now, how does that um, hinder Blaylock's progression? We won't we won't really know. He was unable to put uh, a lot of weight on that leg and needed to be to be helped off the field, according to Zach Halperin. So. It certainly sounds like it's going to be an injury that's going to not just be a couple days, um, and we'll see the severity of that, but hopefully he can get back and, and be ready because Blaylock is certainly a player that you expect more from um, to come from this season when you've got uh, you know departures at that safety position. You're going to need a guy like him to maybe take that next step up and give you some starter reps and some starter minutes. Uh, but now his spring development will certainly be, it sounds like, on the shelf, and will hopefully he can come back strong because he's also a very good special teams player for Wisconsin. Remember years ago, back with the Iowa game, he was a guy that made a huge play. Very athletic kid that seems like a guy that could really make a jump uh, if he's able to get the chance to get out there. So that'll be an injury to keep an eye on. Other news and injury front, uh, left tackle Jack Nelson appeared to be dressed for practice the other day, but did not work through 11-on-11 periods. UW officials did say there was no injury, so certainly a uh, spot to watch for on that. It sounds like Riley Malman stepped in at left tackle for him in the first team. From left tackle to right tackle went Malman, Beach, Bordellini, Fertney, and Logan Brown at right tackle. Then you had some other guys working in there. So certainly interesting to see that a guy like Riley Mullman jumping up and being maybe the, the first guy off the bench. That certainly depends on if it's a tackle or a guard. Mullman seems to be a guy that fits nicely as that tackle position. So who's maybe that third guard that you could rotate? Uh, a guy like uh, Barrett or Benchwall. Cormac Sampson, certainly a guy that's in there as well. Hopefully all as good as Jack Nelson. He was a, a very physical player with Wisconsin last season, and it looks like he's going to be the presumed left tackle, at least to start in spring, um, with Bob Bosa taking over the offensive line position. You knew there was going to be some shifting, and he seems like a guy that's going to shift over to that left tackle spot and hopefully be stable at that position for years to come. He had a really, really good year last year, but seemed like a guy that could really develop into a, a high-level prospect for Wisconsin football, and hopefully all is good with him. But nice to see a guy like Riley Mallman getting some reps if you follow Wisconsin football recruiting, he's been a highly talented prospect on Wisconsin's board for a long time, and his development has certainly been there. He seemed like a guy that could take a nice jump, and uh, him getting some first-team reps in the spring will not hurt his development the slightest. The other big stories that came out of spring camp was, of course, the conversation from Graham Mertz talking about Caleb Williams and his entire offseason. Off I think I, I can understand there's a lot of people out there that have a lot of different opinions on Graham Mertz, and rightfully so. Some people love him. Some people 
aren't the biggest fans. Some people are very critical. Some people are very defending of his play. And, and certainly this offseason was a, probably a tough one for him. And he kind of talked about that in the pursuit of Caleb Williams. Um, and, and he said, and I quote, it's the coach's job to find the best player. What am I going to say? Oh, I deserve this. I don't deserve anything. I've got to prove it every day. Prove it's my job. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I've always done. And I think no matter your feelings on Graham Mertz, you have to give kudos to him for stepping up and saying that and talking about that situation. Because there's a lot of players and there's a lot of ways that you could maybe just avoid talking about this all altogether. But I will say for Graham Mertz, he's always been a guy that's very open, very honest, and very conversational about what he's going through, what he's feeling. And I think that shows the leadership at that quarterback position. So we don't know exactly inside the locker room, but it seems like he's a guy that's very well received by his teammates. And and that's that quote is, is a reason why. Because I said, there's there's been a lot of rumblings. There's no doubt that he was in, he's a kid in 2022 on social media. He's going to be a guy that certainly is in the realm and being talked about. And to see all that news, that's got to be a tough offseason for him. But I give him kudos for growing up to that situation and really trying to make the best of it. And he seems like a guy that's going to really be going out to prove that this is a job that he can win, that he can have success at. And I, I think that was a, a very strong quote from him. We've seen a lot of maturation from Graham Mertz. From the time he started, he certainly had some humbling moments as well, but he's certainly grown and developed as a quarterback. And hopefully that translates on the field. Because I know a lot of people, you know, after that quote came out, said, you know, I haven't always felt uh, that strongly about Graham Mertz and the way he plays, and it's frustrating at times. But that quote makes me root for the guy. And I think that's certainly a spot for Wisconsin football fans. You want to see the Badgers win, so you're going to root for Graham Mertz. But I would love to see him kind of come out and, and redeem the last couple of years because it's certainly been a struggle for him at times and hopefully he can bounce back because Wisconsin football could really use an elevated play from his game but also it'd be really nice to see for him to to finish up his career on a high note for the Badgers over the next possible you know couple seasons. Being a quarterback there's been a lot of talk this offseason about who is going to be pushing for that number two spot and of course Chase Wolf is the presumed backup but when you're looking into the future and the crystal ball of Wisconsin basketball or Wisconsin football excuse me Deacon Hill is the guy that you want to see maybe getting some reps and, and maybe creating some competition. Because I know all offseason there's kind of been this talk about no one being in that quarterback room that can push Graham Mertz and, and push to take his spot. And I would agree with you right now. I don't see that happening. I think Graham Mertz is your guy no matter what. A guy like Chase Wolf, he's he, if he hasn't cracked uh, a prolonged opportunity by now, it's likely not going to happen in his career with the Wisconsin coaching staff. Just doesn't feel strongly that he's going to be a better option than Mertz. And I would have to agree with him. And no knock on Chase Wolf, but you've seen the play out on the field. So when you look down the line, a guy like Deacon Hill is the next up player that you want to start seeing getting some reps. Uh, and it sounds like he had a nice finish to practice the other day. Uh, the last snap saw Deacon Hill hitting tight end Jack Pugh for a touchdown, according to Jake Kokorowski, who was there at practice. So, that's really an interesting point when you look at him. He's a guy that you want to see develop. It'd be nice for him to maybe push for that backup job a little bit, a former four-star kid, a guy that you felt very highly about and, and is very passionate about being a Badger. You want to see him maybe taking those next steps. And if Chase Wolf isn't the guy, he's a guy like Deacon Hill ready to come up and take that number two spot because there has been times where Wisconsin has had to go to a second quarterback, whether it be for injury or for just trying to get Graham Mertz a break to refocus. 
that's happened and over the last couple of seasons and certainly could be a spot where you can see Deacon Hill worked in the game if they just don't feel like Chase Wolf is the guy. So his development this spring is certainly going to be one to watch for when you look at Miles Burkett, the other big name on the quarterback roster, likely not going to be a guy that you're trying to work into any games, just allow him to develop and, and get better over the course of his young career. So Deacon Hill, sounds like he's having some nice flashes in spring ball, which is certainly great to see for the future of the Wisconsin football quarterback. Another piece of news, we talked about the safety room earlier this episode with Travion Blaylock going down with an injury, and it looks like Wisconsin is also possibly filling that role with true freshman Avion Jones, of course listed as a cornerback on the spring roster, but when you look at the cornerback room, really going to be, I think, a tough starting spot to crack when you've got three experienced incoming transfers that came in and, and so far look like they're getting the job done and have played high-level college football already in the SEC, um, Pac-12. So for a guy like Avion Jones to maybe getting some reps at safety to try and, and kind of kill two birds with one stone by filling in that safety spot and also getting a young guy some reps is certainly um, something to keep an eye on. He's a player that was very versatile in high school. Like I said, he's listed as a corner, but Wisconsin loved his versatility during his recruitment. And I can certainly see him being a guy that could play both or, or maybe be a rover for Wisconsin at that level. So that's a position watch to keep an eye on as Wisconsin tries to fill that safety room with reps over the course of the rest of this spring. Continue on the safety conversation, we'll now switch over the recruiting front of Wisconsin, picked up two preferred walk-ons over the course of the last week to help fill out these couple classes. So at first, we'll talk about 2022 walk-on safety, Charlie Jarvis. If you're familiar with Wisconsin football uh, or high school recruiting, Charlie Jarvis is certainly a name that probably uh, you're familiar with. He played at Powerhouse Catholic Memorial High School in Waukesha. And according to uh, multiple sources, he turned down scholarship op opportunities in baseball to walk on to the Wisconsin football team. So as a senior, he recorded 54 tackles, seven tackles for loss, and five interceptions. He was an all-conference defensive back at wide receiver and also at all-state defensive back for the state champion Crusaders. And I think this Charlie Jarvis pickup, is absolutely huge for the Badgers. You look at, they've had multiple safeties that have came in in that walk-on role, athletic guys that give you a lot of what you need. They give you depth early in their career. They give you reps. And then a lot of these safeties you really develop into more. And I think Charlie Jarvis, when you're talking about quality of walk-ons, this is a guy that, very athletic, as, as I mentioned, turned down scholarship opportunities in baseball to go play football for Wisconsin. And that kind of creates almost a a trip a chip on his shoulder, so to speak. That he's a guy that that's what Wisconsin does so well is they get in these guys that maybe turn down other opportunities to prove themselves, and all of a sudden you've got a player that really develops into a lot. I could certainly see that uh, from Charlie Jarvis. If you go, he he's got a highlight tape um, from his senior season on the defensive side of the ball um, on YouTube. So go check that out because when you watch it, it looks like. He's he's a guy that you look at and go, man, the recruitment just doesn't make sense for a guy like him. He looks like a guy that should be a scholarship player. How did nobody offer him is kind of a head scratcher. So that's a situation where Wisconsin, I think, really picked up a nice piece there. And you don't tie up some scholarship numbers, unfortunately. Uh, for Charlie Jarvis, you're not on scholarship to start. But I, I could certainly see him being a guy that proves himself and all of a sudden becomes a scholarship player down the road. So kudos to him. Kudos to Wisconsin for, la for locking up. Uh, a top player in the state of Wisconsin in that 2022 group. Speaking of walk-ons in the 2022 class, Wisconsin also picked up a commitment from 2022 wide receiver Cam Fain out of Edgewood High School. His commitment's certainly kind of out there. Uh, according to John McNamara is where we heard about the uh, commitment. 
And it sounds like he's been a player that has had rumblings and talks with other schools like Cincinnati, Iowa, Northern Illinois, who all expressed interest, but none of them offered him a scholarship. He was just on campus in Madison earlier last week when he was extended a preferred walk-on offer with the Badgers. Fain comes in about six foot two, one eighty, and looks to be a high school player at the wide receiver position. That could be um, a nice piece for Wisconsin, but kind of some mystery around his recruitment. Not a lot on social media. It does sound like he'll be the next piece of the Badgers. And in nine games this past season, he played during the regular season, caught thirty nine passes for six hundred sixty two yards and nine touchdowns while rushing for two hundred seventy nine yards on twenty five carries. So really, he's a guy that's fast versatile can kind of do a little bit of everything on the offensive side of the ball and he, he looks like a piece that's that's really athletic Wisconsin could certainly benefit from a guy like that is that it has that versatility that can move into different positions and and you have to look at him and say it's it's kind of a surprise once again similar to Charlie Jarvis a guy that you look at his highlights and, and kind of scratches your head that nobody put put forward an offer at the FBS level or the FCS level because when you look at his highlight tape, once again, on Huddle and on YouTube, he, he seems like a guy that, I, at least personally for me, uh, it's kind of a head-scratcher that he's not highly, higher recruited and, and being a guy that's getting some um, some traction and some offers. But that works out great for Wisconsin as they pick up two quality in-state players that can really give them a lot. All right, guys, that wraps up another episode of the podcast. A nice little short episode to get you guys kind of caught up on everything that's happened over the last week. Certainly, I'll try to be more consistent on some outputs next week. I've got some things in the works for some possible interviews, stuff like that. So hopefully, we'll still bring you guys some good off-season content as we move into the dog days of, of early summer here in the spring and then into summer season, unfortunately, for Wisconsin Athletics. Not a very busy time, but we'll certainly be bringing you the podcast and trying to give you and deliver you guys some great content. As always, thank you for listening on Wisconsin. <laughs>